Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. Who saw this? Read the script. <laughs> Who is this for? <laughs> okay, no. Okay, so here's the thing. And I, I, I was talking to my husband about this the other day, but I'm really not a fan of in-film reviews when someone says, Who is this for? Because mm. I don't care. I just okay. need it to be like, if it works for me, that's fine. Okay. I do want to just reference the fact that you wrote that in your Gretel and Hansel review, though. Did I really? You did. You said that this is a movie for children, and sometimes if it's not for you, that's okay. No, no, no. But I wasn't saying, who is this movie for? Like, as a, as a critique of, like, why is this exist? Who is it for? Well, it's kind of the flip side. You're basically saying, I don't want to hear people say, who is this for? Because it's for children. Right, but I'm not using it as, like, a negative thing. Whereas, like, for this movie, it's like, oh, who is this for? Because it's a TV show adaptation, but, like, not made for people of the show, because it's not like the show. But it's not for younger people, because they don't know what the show is, which I don't buy into that, because, again, you market it as a horror movie, even though it's not really a horror movie. It's for your horror audience. I don't know. I'm not in love with that as a critique of films. I think you could say, yeah, this is for this person, but uh, you know what? I'm contradicting myself. I'm sorry. I don't think that you're not making a valid argument. I think part of it is that particularly when we see older properties that are being used as a recognizable IP, then the question becomes, are you trying to lure in the people who know what this IP is? Because you said it yourself, like, it's a joke in a 1999 movie, mm -hmm. because the idea is that people don't know what Fantasy Island is then. So then we're making a remake even later than that. And we're still arguing that people do know enough about this. Mm -hmm. So Part of it is just, what was the point of making this a Fantasy Island film, which then wants to go in a horror direction, but then refuses to go in a horror direction by not actually including very much horror? It's a very confused final product as a result. I will buy that. It is a confused final product. And I didn't catch this. And maybe I did. But did the main title card say Blumhouse's Fantasy Island? Gosh, I can't remember. Okay, I think, I think so. I think it did. And if I'm wrong, listeners, whatever, I'm wrong. But I think it did. And mm -hmm. I wonder if there's some rights holder of the Fantasy Island property who saw this movie and was like, this is not my... It was like the equivalent of Alan Smithy, where they had to be like, <laughs> you have to label it Blumhouses to show that it is not in any way associated with the ABC television series. I would love that. I feel like it would maybe start to clarify why they had to make certain artistic choices. Mm-hmm. I think that it's actually just Jason Blum having a big old heart on to see his own name and production studio up there on the big screen. Like, I agree. We are such an established brand in horror. It's almost like when you see the title card where it's like a film by so-and-so director and you're like, mm. I'm sorry, who are who? you? I don't yeah. know your name. You think you're so important and you're actually just a narcissist. Yeah. Here's the thing. I like the idea of taking a television series and one that admittedly had a dark bent to it yes. and making it a horror film. Sure. I feel like that was a big complaint when this was even announced. It's like, why are you taking this classic TV show and making it a horror movie? It's like, well, I mean, it made it not oh, even a Oh, that's people who didn't know the show. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I think that's a cool idea. But yeah, the, the fact that this movie does like restrain itself so much, not just in terms of gore, but in terms of being a horror movie, period. Mm-hmm. I am very confused. Again, I still enjoyed and had fun with this movie, but I have questions. 
for Jason Blum. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Blum, I'd like you to take me out to lunch or drink so that you can explain your rationale to me, sir. (laughs) I mean, you know, but like this isn't like a movie like Ouija where I'm like, oh, God, it's just boring, too. See, this movie was just boring for me. I could not believe that they couldn't come up with more interesting fantasies. The creative decisions about how they edited back and forth between the fantasies, I thought just stopped any kind of momentum in this film. So every time I maybe started to get invested, they would cut back to somebody else. And frankly, I really didn't care about three out of four of these fantasies. I mean, I get that. So by the time they all come together and things actually kind of start to pick up, I was so disinterested in what was happening. And then to do the, oh, it's Julia. Oh, no, actually, it's Melanie. And her rationale is bullshit. I mean, I was just like, I can't believe anyone associated with this didn't just say, you know what? No, we need to scrap this and go back to the drawing board because this is garbage. (laughs) 